Hey, 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 welcome to Learn From My F-Ups. This podcast is about all the ish I learned while in the food industry for the past 26 years. You'll hear the good, the bad, the funny, and lessons learned in business and personally. So if you are out there and you think you're the only one who's effed up, let me take that judgment from your mind. Oh yeah, I'm Trey, by the way. Chef Trey J, they call me. I've gone from fast food to grocery store supervisor to caterer to executive chef, from the everyday to the extravagant, solopreneur to commanding over 100 people, sports to healthcare. I've experienced much in this food industry and ready to help you be better than me. Grab a beer or a coffee and learn from my F-ups starting now. Well, hello, beautiful people. It is Chef Trey J, and I am here today to give you a word on something that people pray for, but don't realize all that come with it. The topic of today is being overbooked almost killed me. Being overbooked almost killed me me literally so you know we always say we want to be booked and busy blessed and prosperous yes lord that is a beautiful thing that is what you want and you desire and what you should have however with that comes having things in place so that if you are booked and busy everything is functioning well you want to have your research done you want to have your grocery list done you want to have your route done you want to know uh what five stores are close to you within a two two to three mile radius of your event you want to know whether it's a drop off or if it's something you and your team have to stay to cater you want to know uh you know is it in the nighttime is it in the daytime like there are so many things to factor in when you are booking as a caterer. But your girl was around here willy-nilly. If you're not from the South, that just means you out here doing whatever disorganized and crazy. So I'm sorry, my sinuses are draining. So if I am clearing my throat a lot, I apologize up front. Y'all, let me tell you something. One of the reasons why I got burnt out was because of disorganization. So my F for today was or is failure, failure, failure. I failed to plan, I failed to prepare, and I failed to do the little things that would make everything work. So this particular week, it was a whole week that I had luncheons in corporate, and then I also had drop-offs at night because I used to work in a strip club as a cook. 
and I decided to continue making late dinners for some of the strippers because they, you know, were either work day jobs or they slept all day or, you know, taking care of their families. Like that's a that's a whole nother episode to talk about that. But I will say this. I have a newfound respect for strippers after working in that club and dancers and what they gone through and why they decided to do what they did. But anyway, so I would go to the club sometimes at 12 midnight, sometimes at two o'clock in the morning, just depending on if it was a slow night or a highlight night. So that means I didn't really get much sleep. I didn't get much sleep. I was literally living off of adrenaline. And I would do luncheons and not take a full court that try to do things that are similar so that you wouldn't have to cook so many different varieties of food. This is why I tell, listen, I give so many tips and tools to my coaching clients. That's one of them. If you can, if possible, uh, if you have an event or a series of events that are around the same type of event and they want the same, close to the same type of cuisine, suggest this particular menu so that, you know, it's influenced because you have a lot of influence. I'll teach you that later, but it's influenced and um, you're not having to overextend how much you have to cook. Anyway, so from Monday to Thursday, I had around two luncheons per day in the morning time, and then I do the drop off, uh, let's say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at midnight. And then Thursday and Friday, I did it two o'clock in the morning. So let's get to Friday. Friday, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. At that time, my baby was a little one. She was, I think, in the seven. She was what, about six, five or six. So kindergarten, first grade. And she wanted mommy date time. We would go on Fridays and, you know, go to dinner or go do something or go to Chuck E. Cheese, do something fun. I was so tired, but I tried my best to keep that mommy date time. So I dropped off at 2 a.m. on the other side of town, got back home, maybe took about a two-hour nap, got back up, got her to school, got back to the house, cooked, got the stuff for the luncheon, both of them, dropped those off, and then it was time to pick her up from school, picked her up from school, go to Chuck E. Cheese, and I had two baby showers, a wedding shower, and a birthday party that particular weekend. I thought I was superwoman. I thought I could do it all. I thought, I got this. It's not that much. One of the parties was like 30-something people. Another party was 
maybe 20 something people. The birthday party was about 40 something people. So it sounds like small numbers, right? Not too big, not too, not too much. But when you're working out of your mother's apartment, who you live with, and you have a little one, you don't have a catering refrigerator or stove or you know area where you can hold all the stuff at Whew, I must have been out my mind when I think in hindsight anywho oh by the way the wedding shower was in Gonzales Louisiana a whole I don't know eight hours away from Birmingham <laughs> that part Forgot to, forgot to tell you that. So that was supposed to be on that Sunday, okay? I go and I start prepping for the event. Okay. First event was Saturday morning for a drop-off. Cool. Got it to him, tired. Had to get back to the house to cook for the evening event, I had already started it. Mind you, I had hired two people to help me. Neither one showed up. <laughs> so neither one showed up. Neither one answered my call. I had already paid them. Don't, Lord. Anyway, I'm exhausted. I am exhausted. So my mother comes to help me. I love her. She came to help me um, and help me load the car. And as I'm going to the evening that, well, to that afternoon's event to do a drop off, they call me and ask, hey, we know that it's not on our sheet, but could you also add some lemonade and some tea? And I'm like, I'm already en route to you. And they're like, we know we'll pay for it. And I'm like, I don't have any of the containers and all that. Oh, we already have that. We just, you know, somebody was supposed to make some punch, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, whatever. <sighs> what do I do? People pleaser. Not thinking about me. Thinking about the representation, reputation of the business. Sure, I'll go get it. So I'll go grab some lemonade and some tea. And because I'm extra and because I like to add stuff and I want to make it look beautiful, you know, I go and ask, go get some extra fruit so that it can go inside of the the uh, container so it, you know, it has a, a, a beautiful look to it and Oh, then I got pineapple. I just, I wanted to make this whole concoction that I make. I'm like, if I'm going to do it, it's going to have my signature type of lemonade. What I do that for? Didn't think about the fact that I didn't have a can opener, a can opener for the pineapple juice can. Um, didn't think about, oh, how big are the containers for the, the juice and the tea? You hear all this? The disorganization? Super disorganized. All over the place. Okay. So 
drop it off, go in there, try to mix the stuff up, couldn't make it happen. They were like, we'll just do basic tea and, and lemonade. That's what we asked for, but here I go. I'll go run and go get a can opener so I could. This is taking more time away from what I need to do for the night event that I need to go and finish cooking for and dropping off. Now, I was supposed to have a driver for this event. They had an emergency. So they couldn't be the driver because I had a person that was going to do all the drop-offs. I had two people that was going to help me cook. Like, I had these things in place. And then the person that was doing the drop-offs was also going to ride with me to Louisiana so, you know, we could split the trip. I could sleep some. They could sleep some. And then we do our drop-off. Um, one. Well, no, I won't get into the lessons learned till after. So I go get the stuff, come back, put it together. Of course, they're all impressed. They love the way it tastes, blah, blah, blah. Get back to the house. I just want a nap. I'm like, I just need 30 minutes. My mom like, girl, you look like you're about to fall out. I go, I lay down two hours later. I wake up and I'm like, why you didn't wake me up? Why you didn't wake me up? She said, I tried. And you went, you were, you were gone. You were asleep. Um, so I caught up and I'm like, oh, I got like an hour. And by God's amazing grace, they were on CP time. But just because they were on CP time does not mean I want to be on CP time. And if you know what CP time means, then you know why I'm saying it in this way. So I'm 30 minutes later than I'm supposed to be, but was able to get everything taken care of. And by God's grace, a lot of stuff they wanted was, you know, like cold or simple. Anything that was more complicated, I had already done. So I was still a couple steps ahead, but the fact that I had to um, load everything up in the car again. Oh, mind you, I lived downstairs <laughs> in the downstairs apartment so having to go up and down those stairs with all this stuff for catering and oh my god it was it was crazy everything had different color napkins color this color that and i had to make sure i had everything you know right for each for each event so then the we were supposed to leave at 2 a.m. to go to Louisiana. And I find out at because he was still gonna try to go with me to Louisiana, even though he couldn't do the drop-off. I found out at about 10:30 that he had an emergency, he couldn't go. Um, the reason why I took the event in Louisiana was because uh, my best friend at the time had referred me and they heard about my food and um, one of them had tasted some of the stuff I did. And so um, they wanted my services and I'm like, you know, I'm feeling all good and stuff, but I, mm, mm, big lesson. I did not charge nowhere near enough 
because I was guesstimating prices. Guesstimating prices. <sighs> Lessons learned, Jesus. So I'm tired. I don't get on the road till three o'clock. The event starts at 2.30 their time, but they wanted me there around 10 so that we could, you know, help set up and make sure everything got hot and, you know, all the good, good, help decorate, everything. And in my fifth hour of driving, fourth hour, fifth hour, I fall asleep behind the wheel. By God's grace, I woke up just in time before I hit uh, the side of the bridge. <laughs> and I just, I slowed the car down and I stopped. And I got to the side of the road and I just cried. And I was so exhausted. And my mom begged me, she was like, don't go, just just try to find like somebody else that's out there or restaurants that can bring them some of the items that you were gonna make or, you know, but I, I need you here. And mind you, um, what you all do not know is my younger brother had passed away. Um, just five years earlier. And I'm my mother's only living child. I'm the only parent my daughter has. And when you think about that, it, I put my life at risk. I put my life at risk for a dollar. I put my life at risk to try and make a name for myself. I put my life at risk trying to honor, you know, somebody's word about me and trying to be the superwoman that I was not prepared to be. Long story short, I did not make it to Louisiana. I was about mm, an hour and a half from my hometown. So um, I called my uncle and he said, just come on. And I drove to his house and I sent a message and I let them know I wasn't going to make it. And it was one of the most embarrassing moments of my career. And they didn't rely on all the food from me, but a lot of it was from, from me. Um, it was embarrassing, overwhelming. I paused my business for about 
two and a half, almost three months. Um, I was so tired. I literally slept from, I think I got to my uncle's house around seven. Um, seven or eight, I can't remember, but I did not wake up until it was it was around nine or ten that night because I had been going like this for weeks, for weeks. Because I was just like, I got to get it, I got to get it, I got to get it, I got to get it. And a lesson that I can I can definitely say with this whole thing is if you don't have things in order, systems, I work for a system specialist, I work for two system specialists um, as, a, as a, an assistant. And so just working with them just made this more prevalent. But if you don't have your systems in place, if you don't have a team, if you don't, you know, if you don't take the time to research, if you don't take the time to look at your prices, if you don't take the time to think about your contracts, if you don't consider your health, if you don't look at your schedule, if you don't plan well, you will fail. You will fail. I'm not saying you will fail in life, but you will fail people. I failed somebody's bridal shower. It was her bridal shower. One of the most important times of a young lady's life. And mind you, her people were in politics. Well-known. And um, it it was it was rough. It was rough, and it did something to me, and made me just slow all the way down, all the way down. So I want to give you my top five lessons from that. Number one. Don't be desperate for money. Don't be trying to run after a dollar. Really, really think about the longevity of what you're doing and how to do it and stretch your dollars and be smart about your finances. Because what happens, people are jumping to stuff, trying to make a dollar or, well, trying to make a dollar and not think about, well, let me invest or let me, like, I didn't know anything about no investing and trading and all these things that we talk about. So, you know, now we're, we're talking about something that happened like 14, 15 years ago, but it's still has uh impacted my life you know um 
no, 13, 14 years ago. Um, but it's still, it's still something that when I think about it, uh, I can talk about it now for but for years, I would never mention it because it still was so embarrassing. But now that I've gotten over that embarrassment, I teach people, hey, don't be desperate for money. When you make your contracts and you think about your quota, you need to think about factoring everything that comes with um, the financial side of whatever contract you're doing. Think about your gas and your time. Think about you know how much everything costs, where you're shopping at, have your list together, like all these things that are so important. So that's number one. Don't be desperate for for money. Number two, disorganization will disable your business and you will be out here like a lump on a log, not knowing what the heck to do. Disorganization can... It, it can truly mess you up. So create a core foundation to how you want your business to run and what you need to do to be organized. Have that BEO sheet. Have that contract. Think about the address. Think about, um, as a caterer, I always tell my people, Find whatever stores are between a two to five mile radius, just in case anything happened. Make sure that you connect with other people that are in the industry that you're in and that do what you do. So just in case, God forbid, something happened at last minute, you got a backup plan. Please get organized. Please, please, please get organized. Number three. When you have a menu and you have multiple things in a day, try your best to influence that menu to whoever you're supposed to be serving so that you are not overexhausted or if you have the space, break your teams up so that they're taking care of each thing and you're not overwhelmed. I literally had a different menu for every single thing I did that week. That was the dumbest thing in America. That's why I tell people, look at your menu and cut it down. Cut cut it down, like have, have a premium and have a, a, a basic and you choose from there. You can change, you know, with the season or whatnot, but Try your best to have everything within that day around the same type of menu, as close as possible. Um, I forgot what number I'm on, but number I believe I'm on number four. Number four, make sure your team is reliable. Try them out on a something on something simple. Try them out on something simple because when you really need them, you need to know that they're going to be there. 
And if there is an emergency, have a contingency plan in place. And number five, don't overbook yourself. If you have an out of town event, focus on that out of town event. Don't try to do in town and out of town and over town and in and under. No, focus on that old out of town event. Make sure you have everything in place. Back then, they didn't have like these Airbnbs and all this kind of stuff, right? So, what you have now, what you have access to now, is so, so different and it's a blessing. So, have a nice Airbnb, but also connect with other caterers in that area and do your research and make sure that when you have to go out of town, you leave at least 36 hours prior to the event. Make sure that you have your list together. Make sure that you have, you know, uh, where you can get all your food unless you have all your food and you're able to pack it and have it. Like, just, oh, my God, just focus on the out-of-town event. And it will save you so many headaches. This, I didn't realize this was going to be tough um, for me to even talk about. I guess I'm not as over it as I thought. And it's not because, you know, I'm not doing it again. It's just because I just took so much pride in my business. And I took so much pride in what, um, what I did. But I was young and dumb, disorganized and crazy. <laughs> um but I'm grateful for all of these failures because I'm able to tell you this is what will happen. If you're not prepared, if you're disorganized, and if you don't know how much your stuff costs, it will have you broke, booked, and crazy. And that's not what you want. Okay? I hope this episode blesses you and lets you know you're not the only one who's going through. I hope you learn lessons and never have to deal with this ever, ever, never. Be blessed. Know that I love you. You are enough. You matter. And I appreciate you. Have the most amazing day. Peace.